The Washington Commanders are looking for the perfect head coach to hire, and I've got a new number one candidate at the top of my list, but it's the coordinators tipping the scales more than anything. That and more coming up on this episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're getting this podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. And from there, you will get text messages from me. You can send them to me. One-on-one conversations about everything. NFL draft, coaching, GM, rosters, decisions, trades, all of it. News, exclusive content included. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders to become a Lock Insider today. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for CommanderCountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, everydayers, I appreciate your continued support for the show. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets. If you bet $5 or more and win that first bet, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. On today's episode, we are talking about news reports. They're coming from everywhere. So how do you navigate through them? We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about Adam Schefter pouring a little bit of water on the Brian Johnson fire. But first, we're starting with some staff moves. Uh, that the Washington Commanders might make in the coming weeks. And obviously, we know that Ben Johnson, Mike McDonald are basically the two top names on most people's list to be the next Washington Commanders head coach. And Mike McDonald has been the top of my list for pretty much this entire process. But it actually turns out that as we dive deeper into this picture, Ben Johnson is starting to look a little bit more attractive to me. And it's not just because he's the most popular candidate out there. I think Mike McDonald certainly has his corner of supporters. And believe me, I would still be through the roof to have Mike McDonald get hired as the next Washington Commanders uh, head coach. But what really did it for me, guys, is when I dug through this, I had a lot of insiders, I had a lot of YouTube commenters, Twitter emails, text messages from other people, friends and everything else that asked me, who would the, the coordinators be? Who would Ben Johnson's coordinators be? Who would Mike McDonald's coordinators be? And that conversation has really kind of tipped the scales for me towards Ben Johnson, because when I look at the Ben Johnson potential staff that we could see from Ben coming into this organization, uh, I look at it like this, right? So you look at the hire of Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator, I think you're talking about being Hank Fraley, the current Detroit Lions uh, offensive line coach. He's been with Ben Johnson for about four years now. He and Ben Johnson both predate uh, Dan Campbell's arrival to the Detroit Lions. And recently on an NFL Insider show, on NFL Network, Ian Rappaport, Tom Pelissero, Mike Garofalo, all those guys, they basically hinted at or really strongly suggested that Hank Fraley is expected to go wherever Ben Johnson goes to be his offensive coordinator where Ben Johnson goes to be a head coach. And if you look at it, really, Hank Fraley has not taken a single interview with any other team to be an offensive coordinator. So that kind of seems solidified that Hank Fraley, Ben Johnson are going to be a package deal. And you have to like that. One, Hank Fraley is a very successful uh, offensive line coach Ben Johnson, obviously very inter- interesting offense, very creative offense. Hank Fraley's been with them, knows the information, knows the language, knows how to communicate it, educate it. Uh, so that just gives you another coach in the building who already knows uh, what the program is and gives you two coaches to really attack the offense specifically. 
but also come in to really kind of establish uh, that mentality and that culture that Ben Johnson would bring into the organization. So with Hank Fraley, I don't want to call it guaranteed solidified, but we can kind of talk about him as a solidified candidate. You really then turn your eyes to the defensive coordinators and insiders. Uh, you guys asked me this question for our command huddle on, on Saturday. So we already talked a little bit about this, but we're going to take this a little bit of a step forward here. And obviously this list is ever evolving. Um, I don't remember if on the command huddle, I gave you a top three, but I can tell you that my top three has actually shifted at least on Saturday. Uh, the more I look at this and, and everything else. So we've got some candidates here. I have my top three. My top three are going to be Wink Martindale, Denard Wilson, and Mike Vrabel. So Wink Martindale, former New York Giants defensive coordinator. I mean, as a Commanders fan, you probably had nightmares about Wink Martindale because of what you saw him do against Sam Howell, against his Eric Bieniemy offense, not just once, but twice. I mean, he, he's known for being able to dial up the pressure, scheme up the pressure. He runs an odd front uh, defense, so you're talking about four down linemen for the most part, but he still finds ways to dial up exotic looks and exotic pressures. And it's really a lot of fun uh, to kind of watch. Plus he's a veteran coordinator. He's a guy that doesn't need a lot of hand holding. He doesn't need probably any hand holding. In fact, if you try to hold his hand, he might deck you. Um, so for a, a new head coach, a first time head coach in bon Ben Johnson, it kind of gives you the opportunity that obviously I think you want to supervise it. You want to oversee it. The, the whole pre the, the whole message here from Adam Peters, Josh Harris has been teamwork makes the dream work. Right. So Wink has got to be able to understand that Ben is the overall in charge. And he's going to have some say here, obviously. But for the most part, once you and Wink are on the same page, you can kind of just tell him, hey, go do your thing, big man. And, and we trust you to run that defense. The only question I really have here is the full story between what happened with him and Brian Dable, because if. Wink is a kind of coach who's kind of like, hey, dude, let me do my job. You stay out of it. It's none of your business. I don't think that's going to fit with this current regime. So that is a big grain of salt to take uh, in there. Then my second candidate, if that's the case, if Wink is not a team player, my second candidate, Denard Wilson, becomes my first candidate. The current Baltimore Ravens defensive back coach uh, will probably be running an even front uh, type of system. So again, four down linemen, most likely he's from upper Marlboro, Washington or uh, Maryland. Rather, he's a former UDFA uh, of Washington, played there in 2004, uh, came out of Maryland doing that. So he's a local product. He obviously knows the area. He's there with Baltimore now. So he, he's very in tune with the area and you get a little bit. What I like about this, you get a little bit of everything, right? So you get your GM from San Francisco, you get your head coach from Detroit, you get your defensive coordinator from Baltimore. You're tapping into a lot of really successful wells here uh, and certainly hoping that that's going to all kind of come together to formulate a winning program here in Washington. And then finally, Mike Vrabel. And Mike Vrabel is a guy uh, that, you know, a lot of people thought might get another head coaching opportunity. I saw a report. I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, so I apologize to whoever that is. But Mike Vrabel, uh, the report I saw is that Mike Vrabel probably would have gotten the Los Angeles Chargers job had Jim Harbaugh uh, not decided to take it. So certainly a guy that's attractive. Again, the question about Mike Vrabel is, how much of a team player is he willing to be and how much does he want to just be the guy? Hey, I run the defense. You stay out of it. Let me do my thing and we'll be fine. If that's the case, and again, I don't think it fits the current uh, criteria, but there's some other options too. And obviously, until you talk about a head coach, you're looking at in-house candidates, right? The Detroit Lions have a couple of candidates. Lions linebacker coach Kelvin Shepard uh, is a candidate. Senior defensive assistant John Fox, former head coach, could certainly be a candidate to be Ben Johnson's defensive coordinator. Both those guys likely would run an even front defense. That's where Kelvin Shepard's coming from. John Fox, even in his head coaching days uh, with the Carolina Panthers and Denver Broncos, both of those teams ran even front defenses. So you're probably looking at that. Uh, you look at the Miami Dolphins, fairly good defense uh, down there in, in, in South Florida. Linebacker coach Anthony Campanella uh, predates Mike McDaniel. 
worked with Brian Flores. Brian Flores also runs the even front in Minnesota, ran an even front in Miami. So that's probably what you're looking at there, but he's certainly a candidate. Dolphins passing game coordinator, secondary coach, Ronaldo Hill is a guy that had some, uh, his name had some buzz going around it. Titans passing game coordinator, Chris Harris. If you remember Chris Harris from his time with the Washington commanders, then obviously uh, that name sticks out, but would love to see Chris Harris come back and get an opportunity. So certainly some other candidates, if none of those candidates, none of the top three work out for some of the reasons that we explained. But really, I think we Martindale, again, he's just that veteran, tough guy, very aggressive uh, type of type of guy. And if you look what the Detroit Lions are doing, they like that defensive style or they like that aggressive style rather. So Wink Martindale kind of fits into that mold. But again, how much of a team player is he? Again, we can make all the assumptions we want out of the reports that came out of New York when he, you know, reportedly cussed out Brian Dable, stormed out of the, the building and all these things, but we don't know all the ins and outs went down with it. So um, obviously that would be up for a conversation between Ben Wink and Adam Peters and, and maybe even Josh Harris ultimately. Uh, but Denard Wilson, a little bit of a younger guy. So I definitely like him. Plus coming from that Baltimore Ravens, we just saw what that defense did against Kansas City Chiefs. Looked really good. It looked really good uh, for the majority of the season. And then Mike Vrabel also bringing some of that veteran heat. So that is, Kind of what I'm looking at from a Ben Johnson staff, that is a really good potential staff to go up against. So Mike McDaniel, when I look at his staff, I still like it. But again, like I said, the Ben Johnson staff kind of bumped him up a little bit higher for me. Mike McDonald has been my number one this whole time. And now I got Ben Johnson at my number one. However, it's very close. Like if, if, if you really want to get technical, it's one, one, a, I'm going to be through the roof for either hire. If either of those guys are the higher Mike McDonald's staff, potential staff, Coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. I'm not going to Vegas. That's a big crowd. Someday I'll cover a Super Bowl. It's not going to be this year. I'll tell you that right now. FanDuel has a lot of ways for you to end the season with a W because for me, everything is about the game, the commercials, the food, and of course, the win. Whoever gets the win, who gets to celebrate, you always love seeing that moment. So you get that moment and two or three if you want them with FanDuel. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which player will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, so much more. Well, new customers join today. You'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. Continuing on with today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listen or your first view today and every day. Every day, make sure you come back tomorrow. We're going to have more conversations, mailbag time. So if you want to get in on the mailbag episode, drop your question in the YouTube comment sections or text me directly by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. Locked On has also launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Day is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So we looked at Ben Johnson's coaching staff, potential coaching staff. Again, the offensive coordinator kind of seems to be or reportedly anyway is pretty solidified. It's going to be Hank Fraley, no matter where Ben goes, it'll likely end up being Hank Fraley, the Lions current offensive line coach. 
joining him as the offensive coordinator and then the defensive coordinator options uh, and candidates. So I kind of took the same approach with Mike McDonald's, Mike McDaniel, Mike McDonald's staff. If he were uh, the higher, the current Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator, obviously just got eliminated from the playoffs meeting with the Washington commanders Monday night. Uh, So actually, as I'm recording this, they could be sitting down to dinner, probably a very nice dinner, wherever they are uh, to have a conversation. And if he is the higher, then the question then becomes who is, uh, going to fill up Mike McDonald's staff. And just like we did with Ben Johns, we take a look at that. And I think the primary candidate probably has to be Baltimore Ravens defensive back coach Denard Wilson, right? We just talked about him as being a potential option for Ben Johnson's staff. So if Mike McDonald comes to Washington, just like Ben Johnson potentially will with Detroit Lions offensive line coach Hank Fraley, I think that there's a strong possibility that Mike could pull a defensive coordinator from his current stomping grounds in Denard Wilson. It's interesting to note also Wilson, Previously worked with the Philadelphia Eagles 2021 to 2022, uh, also known as the better defensive days for the Philadelphia Eagles compared to last year. Uh, Worked with the Jets from 2017 to 2020. Marcus May developed. Jamal Adams uh, had some pretty good years out there. And then he was also with the St. Louis slash Los Angeles Rams. Not sure when that move happened, to be quite honest with you, but 2012 to 2016. So he's been around. Uh, he's, he's been around some defenses, been around some guys, uh, seen a lot of things. So I think he comes into it as probably the front runner to be Mike McDonald's defensive coordinator. If that is in K, if that is in fact the higher that the Washington players go with, but I don't think that he's the only candidate, right? And obviously, you know, we're not going to list a whole lot of candidates here because we're trying to flip the script the way that we did the Ben Johnson candidates. We want to talk about the Mike McDonald candidates, but I think it is interesting to note some other possibilities from within The Baltimore Ravens organization, again, coaches tend to bring guys that they know. And Mike McDonald has spent his entire NFL coaching career at Baltimore or with Baltimore. So it makes sense that it probably is going to be a guy that comes from Baltimore. Uh, The Ravens current pass game coordinator, secondary coach Chris Hewitt is someone uh, who's gotten some attention you know, along the the coordinator circuits uh, already. So he's certainly a guy that you can see Mike McDonald wanting to bring with him uh, to eventually be his defensive coordinator. If let's say Denard Wilson stays back, takes the Baltimore Ravens defense coordinator job, then maybe, you know, Mike goes to Chris Hewitt uh, and brings him along with him to Washington. Also inside linebacker coach Zachary Orr. I think he's a little bit more of an outlier possibility or candidate, but uh, he's been again around for a while. He's had some really good success. These guys know each other. They've worked together uh, very well. So I think that uh, there's certainly a possibility there, but I think someone that not a lot of people probably are talking about is Wolverines co-defensive coordinator, Steve Klinkscale. So one Washington or one Michigan Wolverines defensive coordinator has already left the program to go to the charge organization with Jim Harbaugh. So coach Harbaugh taking one of his Wolverines defense coordinators, but Steve Klinkscale is another one who was there with Mike McDonald. Again, Mike McDonald only spent the one year at Michigan 2021 uh, helped them win a Big Ten title, their first Big Ten title in a long, long time, really revived their defense, gave them a defensive identity. And Steve Klingscale was one of the guys who stayed back when Mike McDonald came back to Baltimore to be their defensive coordinator and helped run that defense after Mike McDonald uh, departed back to the NFL. So he knows Mike, he knows the system, he knows what he likes to do, um, and he's had some success at the collegiate level doing it. So would not be surprised to see Steve Klingscale take a lateral move you know, in position, but uh, obviously a, a vertical, an upward move going from the collegiate game to the NFL game. So I think Wolverines defense coordinator Steve Klinscale is a guy to keep an eye on for the Washington Bears defense coordinator job if Mike McDonald is the guy uh, who comes in to be the head coach. Now looking at the offensive coordinators, uh, again, you have to look kind of internally and you're not bringing Todd Munkin over, but former Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman 
I think his name is going to get thrown thrown around. I don't. I can't sit here and tell you that I'm a huge advocate of it. Uh, in fact, I'll tell you my top three right off the bat before we dig too deep into the connections. But Greg Lewis uh, is is going to be my my number one uh, favorite guy here. Current Baltimore Ravens wide receiver coach. Uh, he's going to be my number one option. Tanner Eng- Engstrand, uh, who is the Detroit Lions passing game coordinator. So kind of the same way you get a uh, GM from San Francisco. You get a head coach from Baltimore. You get yourself a coordinator from Detroit. Um, again, you're kind of picking, kind of kind of pulling from very successful organizations right there. And then I've got Rams tight end coach Nick Cayley as my third uh, candidate there. Brian Flurry, 49ers tight end coach. I think obviously you have to kind of connect him there because 49ers, Adam Peters is obviously going to know him. So if Adam Peters kind of goes to Mike and says, hey, man, like I, I know this guy, worked with this guy. He's really smart, really intuitive. Let's give him a shot. Mike McDonald probably goes along with the program. So I think Brian Flurry deserves uh, at least an honorable mention here. But going back through the in-house candidates, again, Greg Roman, not a guy that I'm going to be a whole lot excited for. Uh, there's a reason the Baltimore Ravens moved on from him. Not going to try to down talk the man, but just leave it at that. Um, but I do feel like his name is probably going to come up if he, if Mike McDonald is the hire. Uh, current Ravens quarterback coach T. Martin, Tennessee legend. I think he's a guy who's very interesting. And again, Mike McDonald's worked with these guys more, but T has worked through other positions. He's been a position coach for other positions in the NFL before becoming a quarterback coach. Obviously, he's worked with a guy like Lamar Jackson now. He's worked with other mobile young quarterbacks. So for those of you who are really big fans of Jaden Daniels, T. Martin is kind of a guy who who really makes a lot of sense because he knows the system. He knows an offense that kind of helped accentuate some of what Lamar Jackson does. It's only been one year under Todd Munkin, so that's kind of something to be uh, taken account for. But T. Martin certainly knows how to work with a guy uh, with a similar type skill set. Don't want to say the same because they're certainly not the same, but similar type uh, of skill sets there. Uh, Baltimore Ravens wide receiver coach Greg Lewis. Again, he becomes my number one on this list. And I think, you know, he's previously worked with running backs. He's previously previously worked with wide receivers in Kansas City. He himself was an NFL wide receiver, worked with the wide receivers this year in Baltimore. He's been around. He's had some other interviews, some other, you know, rumors swimming around him to be an offensive coordinator. I think it's it's almost the opportunity, right? You pull that 49ers GM, you pull that Baltimore head coach. Now you pull an offensive coordinator who comes from Baltimore, but also comes from Kansas City. Now you're kind of double dipping into the talent pool. Uh, Eagles senior offensive assistant Marcus Brady is someone who's very interesting. He's worked with Andrew Luck, worked with Phillip Rivers, worked with Jalen Hurts. He was the offensive coordinator in Indianapolis in 2021. Obviously, uh, Frank Wright and their their whole regime kind of got wiped out there. But he's got a lot of experience with veteran quarterbacks, and he's done some good with them. So if this if this team is looking to maybe stick with Sam Howell or go with you know a veteran quarterback as a bridge or uh, something like that, like bring Kirk Cousins back maybe, then then obviously Marcus Brady is someone who's had some experience. Panthers offensive coordinator Thomas Brown is a guy that I was actually really high on last year, and I mentioned uh, in the offensive coordinator search episodes for the Washington Commanders before they hired Eric Bieniemy. Kind of young, but his players in Los Angeles, he came from the Rams to the Carolina Panthers. Players in Los Angeles really vouched for him, really loved him. Uh, I think every coach in Carolina kind of got a raw deal, so I don't really hold that against him uh, as much as maybe some people do. Former Cardinals offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury, I think his name's going to be tossed around. I'm not really too high on the idea, but I've got some Arizona Cardinals, you know, colored glasses on uh, from there. So maybe, you know, maybe that's not completely fair uh, to Coach Kingsbury there. But at the end of the day, guys, my favorite is Greg Lewis again. Uh, coming from the Baltimore Ravens by way of the Kansas City Chiefs, Tanner Engstrand coming from the Los Angeles Rams uh, organization, or I'm sorry, Tanner comes from the Detroit Lions organization, and then Nick Cayley, who comes from the Rams organization with a special shout out to coach, tight end coach Brian Flurry of the San Francisco 49ers as kind of a 
dark horse. So those are my projected staffs for Ben Johnson, Mike McDonald. Again, not predicted. I'm not saying this is exactly what's going to be. Just trying to connect as many dots as I can. Kind of read the tea leaves, the history of coaching searches and all those things. But coming up, someone who reads the tea leaves from a little bit of a closer vantage point, usually Adam Schefter had some interesting things to say about the Washington Commanders and the Seattle Seahawks head coaching search. We'll talk about that next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by eBay Motors, and eBay Motors has everything that you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers. They got roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, into power, or into style, eBay Motors has got you covered. They've got 122 million parts for your number one ride or die and more. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're going to burn rubber. You're not going to burn your cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into your MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Up today's episode of Locked On Commanders, talking about media reports. And Adam Schefter has something interesting to say about the Washington Commanders head coaching situation. I want to start off with the media reports. This is a little bit of conversation about media literacy. And and look, I don't want to get too preachy here, and I don't want to sit here and act like I'm some like media literacy genius or expert. You know what I mean? I do have a degree in mass communications and all those things, but you you already probably hopefully know this. Uh, degrees don't necessarily make you the smartest guy on the block. But I do think I feel I feel like I know a thing or two about media literacy, especially uh, consuming media, but also working in media uh, and doing this whole thing. And listen, I don't I don't want to specifically disparage anybody's reports or anybody's work or anything like that. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm not here to try to take the shine off of anybody. But when it comes to times like this, right, like we all have, say, for example, Ben Johnson is this, this big favorite. He's this big, you know, everybody on the outside world is like, hey, man, like there's no way it's not Ben Johnson. It's got to be Ben Johnson. But then you have other people who are out there saying, I'm being told it's a done deal or I'm hearing that it's 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 all it's already in place. It's just a matter of getting the paperwork done and, and stuff like that. Here's the thing. This is speculation season, right? smokescreen season, but it's also educated guest season. Like let's, let's, if we're just being honest with the, the landscape of media has created this environment where it's so important to some people to be first on a story that people kind of read the tea leaves, kind of look into the crystal ball and be like, you know what? I think Ben Johnson, the Washington commanders is a pretty, pretty solid bet. And some of them will take that impression and decide to formulate what they would call reports out of it. Um, I've had conversations with people inside the Washington Commanders organization who agree that Ben Johnson probably is the favorite. He probably is the front runner. The thing about it is they're not decision makers, these people. And we're not having this conversation from a sense of like they're reporting something to me. These are just football guys talking football, right? I like football. You like football. We're just talking football. Could I not be very integrity, not, not have a whole lot of integrity behind it. But could I come to you then and say, someone inside the organization told me Ben Johnson's the front runner for the head coach job. I could, 
am I wrong? Technically, I'm not wrong, right? But I don't like to live in the world of technicalities. I like to live in the world of transparency. I like to live in the world of clear communications. If I tell you I know something, it's coming from, even if I can't tell you who that source is, unfortunately, that is a part of the business. I know we all hate it, but it is an unfortunate part of the business. But if I tell you I know something because it's coming from someone who knows that, then that is, you can take that from me, you can take that to the bank. Because I'm never going to go talk to, you know, the security guard at the front gate of the Washington Mayor's facility, for example, and say, hey, what do you think about Ben Johnson? Oh, man, I think Ben Johnson's got to be the front runner. Someone within the organization told me that Ben Johnson's the front runner. That's just an example of what can happen out there, guys. So just be careful what you're reading and what you're believing. And, and what I would recommend is until it comes from one of these local reporters that are very established, very trustworthy, the John Kimes and Nikki Javalos, the Ben Standigs, the, the JP Finleys of the world, or if you have your trust in me, which I assume if you're watching this episode, you probably do. Or if you're new, hopefully you develop that trust in me and you come back. Um, or the Adam Schefters of the world, the Ian Rappaports of the world, the, the people whose job it is to know this kind of stuff or be in the know for this kind of stuff. Even the Albert Breers of the world and Jeremy Fowler's and, and Diana Rossini's right. Like there's, there, there are people out there, but then there are a lot of other people who just want to be that and they want to create that mystique or seem like that. Uh, but they're not. Um, so just be careful what you're reading out there. Be careful on what you're reading, how you react to it. Uh, speaking of guys like that, Adam Schefter, NFL insider for ESPN recently went on the Pat McAfee job and they were talking or Matt, Pat McAfee show. And they were talking about the Washington Commanders head coach job. And on the topic of Ben Johnson, getting that commander's job, he said, quote, he may get that job. He very well may he's in contention, but that is not a slam dunk at all right now. End quote. He also followed up by saying, quote, people have said that Ben Johnson is going to Washington and Dan Quinn is going to Seattle. I will bet you that at a minimum, one of those is not right. Maybe both. End quote. Now that's very interesting. And again, Adam Schefter is a guy who is, look, he is plugged in to the league. He's plugged in around the league, right? He's definitely got his sources. Um, now, was he reporting this as like, hey, Ben Johnson's not as great of a coaching candidate as maybe everybody thinks he does? No, not necessarily. He, he flat out said that Ben Johnson could certainly be going to Washington. Just that these reports or these ideas coming from around the internet and, and, and X and Twitter and all that stuff that say it's a done deal, signed, sealed, and delivered might be a little premature, right? So again, it's not necessarily about whether or not the opinion turns out to be correct. Because again, you bet red, you bet black, you're probably going to be right about 50% of the time. So sometimes you throw information out there, you try to get your name, you try to get some followers, you try to get some clicks. Uh, it's it's a dirty business sometimes, guys, but it is what it is. Just want to share a little bit of media literacy opinion. Uh, again, I'm not going to claim it as fact. It's just where I sit is how I see it. So take it for what it's worth. Uh, and, and obviously, if you have any difference of opinion, let me know. Um, in the comment section or text me if you're a uh, locked on insider, but we've actually been having this conversation with my insiders uh, quite a bit this week. That's why I wanted to bring it here on the show as well. Coming up tomorrow, we got a mailbag episode. If you've got a question about the coaches, about the GM, about the team, about the draft, about anything, uh, just ask it, drop it in the YouTube comment section or text me directly by becoming a locked on commanders insider. Join subtext.com slash locked on commanders. As always, thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Every day, thanks for coming through on a regular basis like you do. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. And until we speak again, please be safe, be kind. I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.